Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. We're so glad you tuned in today, and if you're in the area, come out and join us at our new home, located at 3035 Nicolette Street in Banning. If you are unable to attend, you can tune in on YouTube Live at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills, Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. And don't forget to join us for our worship on Instagram Live at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills, 30 minutes before the YouTube broadcasts. We would also like to encourage you to check out our website at calvarychapelsweethills.org where you can keep up on the current messages, ministries, and happenings at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills. Today our teaching is in the book of Acts chapter 17. Here's Pastor Ryan. Jesus said in Luke 8 verse 18, write it down, therefore take heed how you hear, how you hear. for whoever has it to him more will be given, and whoever does not have, even what he seems to have will be taken from him. Are we still taking heed how we hear? Or have we become so prideful in our spirituality that we think, oh, you know, it's, it's just nonchalant when we come here. There's not a real readiness or expectation. I want to have more nobility and character. And part of that is coming with an expectation heart, ready, rested to hear the word. Give God your best attention when you come here. And so they were more noble because of their readiness of mind. But look, it also says that, they, that these were more fair-minded and that they received the word with, re- with all readiness and searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. And so they were more noble because they searched the scriptures daily to find out whether or not what Paul the apostle was saying was right or not. They didn't just take Paul the Apostle's word for it, guys. They studied the scriptures themselves to see if the things that the Apostle Paul were saying were true. That made them more noble of character in God's eye. That made them more fair-minded. They were students of the word of God. And, that's, and God described these students noble. That's who they were. We are commanded by the Lord as Christians to study the word of God. And I would say daily. Daily, to study the word of God. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, the version from the King James I'm going to read to you, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We're called to study. The Bereans studied daily. They searched the scriptures daily. And we need to be the same way. I believe that God sees yours and my study time. He sees how we seek him. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it will be open to you. Does he not say that? And he doesn't force anybody to have a relationship with him. If we don't want to seek him, God says fine. His heart is broken, but he says fine. And one day those who deny him will have their fill. Study to show yourself approve unto God. A workman that needed not to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth when does shame come for a christian when does shame come when does our walk with god suffer when does a christian get caught up with carnality and sin 
Is it not when we neglect to study the scriptures? I am bound and I love the word of God. It has upheld me for 21 years. You give me a church that is filled with carnal people and nine out of 10 times that church is not teaching through the scriptures. And the people are not like Bereans. They're just there to get entertained. But let's come to church to get fed the word of God. We need his truth to change us, to mold us, to shape us. And he's not uh, partial to his word. He says, don't just be a hearer of it, but a doer of it. What good is it if we read the scriptures and study and not do them? But carnality, nine out of ten times, the reason why a Christian's carnal, all about the things of this world, they don't really study the word of God like they need to be. They're not honoring it. They're not adhering to it. And many are immature within the body of Christ as a whole, as a church, because they're, they're not studying the word of God. In Hebrews chapter 5, write this down, verses 12 through 13. Paul would write, for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are full of age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. I mean, what does it say? There's this, this word from the Lord that there are some who by this time should be, should be mature, but they're still babes. They can't eat solid food. They can't go deeper in the things of God. They need milk still. They need the first things again. Stop, you know, repent, give your life to Jesus, and start walking with them. Study, read, fellowship, pray. Those are, the ba those are the fundamentals. It's crazy to me how you can meet a brother or sister in the Lord, and they've been a Christian for many years, and they don't do those fundamental things. Can you really go deep with them? You can't. They're still not doing the baby steps. They still don't go to church, they still don't read their Bible, and they still don't fellowship or, or pray. I mean, they'll never mature. It is impossible. It is written that we cannot mature without the word of God. And us being students of it like the Berean, we ain't growing nowhere. We're not. And how can we balance our life spreadsheet that way? How can we balance marriage? How can we balance being parents and grandparents? How can we balance the crazy world we live in and the crazy country with the corrupt politicians? And media, how do we balance if it's not with, with, without studying of the word of God? God is an equal opportunity God. I didn't become an expositor of the word of God overnight. It took a long time of daily learning to be faithful in the little things. And God added and God added and we grow. People ask about discernment and having more discernment and how do you get it well it's adhering and studying the word of God every single day if you're one who skips days in the word of God it's not going to move you you know what's going to move you the weather the wind the media whatever Hollywood tells you whatever your friends tell you whatever your family tells you whatever anyone tells not the Lord the Lord only moves us through his word Many are carnal because of their lack of adhering to the word of God. Their minds are not mindful of the things above, but on earthy things. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1 and 2, Paul says, And I, brethren, cannot speak to you 
as spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it. And even now you are still not able, for you are still carnal, for where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you. Are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? He said mere men, as if you're not like other people anymore. You're acting like mere men. Mere men are telling you how to worship God now? Mere men are telling you not to go to church now? You're listening to mere men? We have the king of kings living in our hearts. They do not. They have everything you need and have nothing that they can give you. A practical way of, and I haven't said this in a long time, but here's a practical way. When I got back, when I went to church, when I got saved, everyone at Calvary Chapel was sporting this. Notepads, pins, and you know, you can, you can use your phone all day and night. But here's the deal. When I came in, it spoke to my heart the reality of the church I just walked into. That the people in here take their studying serious. And that I have failed as a pastor to remind you guys the importance of bringing your study materials to church on Sunday and Wednesdays. Unless, of course, we're here to be entertained. I learned just by walking into a Calvary chapel, these people take their word of God serious. And that's what the word of, that's what Calvaries were known for. People of the word. Because we go through the whole Bible. And a lot of churches teach from the Bible, but they don't teach through the Bible. We go through the whole shebang, shaboom, including Leviticus and Numbers and Deuteronomy. <laughs> and, and we love it too. You know, people come in, believers, non-believers come in. They see us on our phones, with our Bibles on the phone. Maybe, maybe they don't see that. Maybe they look aside and they think you're checking your texts or your emails. You see the message it's sending to our kids when parents don't come in with their Bibles no more. It's like, you know, we got to bring back the old school if we're going to survive in these days. We need to bring back the old school. Maybe we've become a little prideful in our walk. And we think I've got this. I know I have to have my Bible and my notes up here. But I don't condemn anybody because I know how convenient things can be with just a phone and use notes and stuff in your apps. But guys, it's time to go back. It's time to show people how important the Word of God is to you. And is God able to still speak to our hearts? Does he have anything worth saying that is worth writing down anymore? Does he have anything worth saying worth writing down anymore? I have failed in my study time at times because I just, I didn't grab a, a pen and, and notepad and, and just, uh, you know, had my Bible and, and the Lord spoke to me about a sermon and about, you know, these points and stuff. Oh, Lord, I'll remember those three points. And the next day when I'm writing stuff down, I can't remember those three points. And we want to remember what the Lord speaks to us here. And you understand that God teaches the humble his way. In Psalm 25 verse 9, it says, The humble he guides in justice, and the humble he teaches his way. That is the most important thing. To remain humble and to come in here with the readiness of heart and mind. To come in here with the ideal of searching the scriptures yourself, not taking my word for it, but to search the scriptures for yourselves. This is the command to Christians. And if it doesn't 
apply to you, then I pray you give your life to Jesus Christ because he matters to us. I'll do what he asks. And if a disciple is what he calls us to be, he says, those who abide in my word are my disciples indeed. And the word disciple means learned ones. We, Christianity is a lifelong education. And remember that knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. So you can know all the scripture you want. You can study all you want. But if you don't do what he says, it benefits us nothing. Nothing. Satan knows scripture. Many people who go to hell know a lot of scripture, have studied the Bible a lot, and they're in hell. It's those who do the word of God that actually love the Lord. Those who do not do the word of God, the reality is... He's, he can deal with it. God is God. They just don't love him. They just don't love him. Just like you and I understand when people just don't love us. You feel it. You know it. You sense it. We're not dumb. We're, we understand. Some people don't want to be around us. Some people don't like you and I. And the, with the Lord, it's the same thing. That's how he sees people who don't do what he says. They just don't like me. I don't take it personally, though I'm preaching like crazy this Sunday morning. I don't know what I had for breakfast. Well, I, I think as a Calvary pastor, I should be passionate about the Word of God. And it says here, Therefore, verse 12, Many of them believed, and also not a few of the Greeks, prominent women as well as men. Guys, the result of this respect for God's Word was that many believed. Many believed. When they saw their respect for the word, people came to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. I tell you, you know, it's like someone walking in somewhere with the clipboard, man. What does that say? They're in charge of something. They know where they're going. He's got a clipboard. Imagine if people come into this house and they see our people with turning pages. I'm telling you, he's coming soon. I think of Hezekiah's reform. Let that be a reform at Sweet Hills that everyone just starts bringing their Bibles, shutting off their phones, bringing notepads, and just start taking notes. Bam, 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 as the Holy Spirit speaks to your heart because you come in readiness. And if you don't, I, I just, I don't, you know, you can't expect God to blow your mind with treasures from heaven. Because this is a two-way street. It's not just me preaching. All of us participate in this that's why jesus says be careful how you hear be careful how you listen because if you want to like shut your ears to this you want to be hard-hearted you want to be prideful you got it together be careful god is good he's powerful he can end us tomorrow that's how powerful he is our breath is in our life is in his hands and to think even when we were yet sinners christ died for us and everyone out there in the world who has not received Jesus Christ, there's a court date. And that court date's going to be with the King of Kings, Lord of Lords, and it ain't going to be pretty. It ain't going to be pretty. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And Jesus, everywhere he preached, he preached on hell as well. He preached on hell. He preached that warning. That's where the world is heading. That's where some of us were heading in all of our nasty sins. But by God's grace, we came to our senses that we need something more in this world. We're, we're messed up in our soul. And only he can heal that. Nothing can satisfy. Nothing. Many of them believed. And also, not a few of the Greeks, prominent women as well as men. 
again with the prominent women, the Greeks. I've come to the conclusion, and I'm, you know, there's more women than men on the planet, they say. But within the scriptures, man, it's the sisters, man, they, they told the line when a lot of men do not. They told the line. They work selflessly, tirelessly. They volunteer for everything. They're sensitive. They're compassionate. They're gracious. I just got to give it up to the sisters. Notice that we have two men's. No, we have three men's events in one month. And we have one event for the sisters. We're not being sexist. The men need three. But when the Jews uh, from Thessalonica learned that the word of God was preached by Paul at Berea, they came there also and stirred up the crowds. Then immediately the brethren sent Paul away to go to the sea. But both Silas and Timothy remained there. So those who conducted Paul brought him to Athens and received a command for Silas and Timothy to come to him with all speed. And they departed. So the Jews who were not persuaded in Thessalonica, they go to Berea to persecute Paul and Silas. And so they take off from Berea and go to that most famous city of Greece, Athens, which was about 300 miles south of Berea, along the Aegean Sea. There goes Paul. And some of the, the brethren accompanied Paul on his way. But Silas and Timothy remained there. So those who conducted Paul brought him to Athens and receiving a command for Silas and Timothy to come to him. With all speed, they departed. And so Athens, famous city of Greece, famous in ancient history, no doubt. It is the it was intellectual capital of the ancient world with its hundreds and hundreds of philosophers. The Romans respected and loved the art and the philosophy and the architecture of the Greeks. When you go to Rome and in Italy, you see it all over the place. The Greeks, they, they made their stamp on the world. Western philosophy and science was born there, guys. Western philosophy and science, the study of metaphysics, poetry, theater, music, logic, rhetoric, linguistics, politics, government, aesthetics, ethics, biology, zoology, economics, and psychology were all studied there, guys. It's uh, one of the wonders of the ancient world. Famous Greek philosophers came out of Athens like Socrates basically he's the big guy the father of western philosophy Plato and then Aristotle was also that famous Greek philosopher famous for his writings physics but during Paul's time the glory of Greece was fading and in Athens the same thing it was fading it wasn't as great as it used to be it's wonder it's beautiful buildings were still there there are these beautiful architectural wonders were there and it was still a vital cultural center of the world and it had a famous university that was there at that time and that's where Paul is that's where the Lord has taken Saul of Tarsus from Jerusalem all the way to Athens and we read here in verse 16 
Now, while Paul waited for them in Athens, his spirit was provoked within him when he saw that the city was given over to idols. Therefore, he reasoned in the synagogue with the Jews and with the Gentile worshipers and in the marketplace daily with those who happened to be there. And so though this was like a huge cultural center, this was with amazing architecture and history and philosophy and knowledge and all of these things that are, that, you know, the world upholds as being the stuff. Paul was grieved in his spirit because the city was riddled with idolatry. The city was riddled with so many false gods and statues. And it grieved him, grieved him in the spirit. And those of us who know Christ or are getting to know him, we know that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but of powers of principalities spiritual forces that are real that the world doesn't understand and even in this place where it's supposed to be a place of enlightenment and knowledge and education and philosophy and mathematics they were gone spiritually guys because why because like i said those guys are mere men they're they may be smart in the world's eyes but they're mere men they're spiritually undiscerned they're not born again and we're told in scripture that the very beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. The very beginning of understanding and knowledge is the respect for God. If they don't have a respect for Jesus Christ as the son of God, it doesn't matter what education they have. It doesn't matter how great their, their resume looks, their portfolio. It doesn't matter if they're Harvard graduates, MIT graduates, the best schools in the world graduates, if they don't respect and honor God, they are fools. And I pray that we as a church family have the confidence in Jesus Christ to understand that, to embrace that, and to be confident that in God's eyes, we have the key to life through our God, Jesus Christ. And they do not. They may speak better than us. They may understand more about certain subjects in this world. But you know God if you have given your life to Jesus Christ. You know God who created the stuff that they're trying to study about. And so there, Paul preached in Athens to the Jews in the synagogue. And then with the Gentile worshipers who were there as well. And then he would go in the marketplace and do like evangelism, just to whomever was there at the marketplaces. He would speak to them about Jesus Christ in the synagogue, in the church, out of the church. And that's the calling for all of us to, to speak of Jesus in his house, teach his word. But everywhere we go, when we're on the road, when we're traveling, when we're at work, on breaks, when we're at the supermarket, when we're at a restaurant, the waiter, busboy, whatever, to share Jesus, to be ready in season and out of season for those divine appointments. We need the word of God more than ever. You know, I'm kind of sick of politics because of everything that's gone down, but we know that the House passed that Equality Act that 
wants to no longer uh, refer to men as men and women as women and various other things that it says you can look it up but that's a, those are the days that we're living in we need to pray for God's best but the Senate we have learned both chambers are crazy there's a remnant in there and we need to pray Lord use them save the others and use them but our country is heading in a very very dangerous direction and it will hit the church eventually if the Lord should tarry so we need to be ready we need to uphold the things of God we need to strengthen the feeble knees and the hands that hang lame thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio with the Bible teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein if you're in the area come out and join us at our new location at 3035 Nicolette Street in Banning you can also find us on YouTube Live at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills, Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. If you would like more information or would like to send a gift to the ministry, check out our website at calvarychapelsweethills.org or you can call us at 951-572-2309. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. Cherubim, above.